You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Ignore the dogs barking outside, because uh, let's see if we can hear them. <laughs> now they've stopped. Hold on. Good. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can live in the background. Uh, the we I'm going to actually uh, start a campaign to ban dogs from our neighbourhood. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> so it's uh, Sunday, June the 14th, 2009. This is after the show number 74. Today we're going to be looking at Revolutionary Road on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2008 movie, uh, which is released on Blu-ray disc and DVD Tuesday the 6th of June, which was... Last week? Yes. Yes. So it's available now. In North America. Uh, it's from our friends at Paramount, and it's a movie, and you're going to tell us what it's about. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it's about. Well, my take on what it's about, I'm sure there are, uh, it's been around for like 50, 60 years, so there's, you know, I don't know what the official thing is. To me, right, it's about growing up, it's a couple who's married, had different thoughts maybe about what life was going to be like, but then they get put themselves in the trap of suburbia, two kids, boring job, wife stays home. Now, we're talking about the 50s here, so it was sort of a cultural Can I just thing. interject? Yeah. When, when was the novel wrote? In the 50s, I thought. The novel was wrote in 2008 no, by... The guy on the extra set. It was written in the 50s. Says here. I swear to God. Says here, Richard Yates, um, who wrote... No, it can't have been. Because he died in 1992. <laughs> but it says... But when you look down, it says... It says... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. They're talking about... The screen, probably. It says... So Adapted. This, this is where I got it wrong. It says, writer, this guy, Revolutionary Road, 2008, in brackets, novel. Right. So the movie which was is, made in 2008 from a novel. Which is that misleading. Was I, was, I, I was surprised. I was like, <laughs> really? Okay. All right, Karen. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's, uh, I think I summed it up already. A couple living, thinking their life was going to be one way, and ends up being in that little box of life that we know still exists today. You have this certain house, you have a certain number of children, you put on your little suit, and you go to your little job. All these rules made up by other people. She is not in it fully, thinking that her life needs to be something else. Like, she's truly trapped He's torn between wanting something different and yet it's the safety and security of this planned, you know, hole that you fit in. And it's kind of the unraveling of individuals and a marriage. And it's kind of like a little reflection, I think, of being a grown-up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I always applaud it. And like I said, as I'm, watch- as I'm watching, I think other people could apply things like it's a feminist story. It's a story about women's rights. Some people could claim it's a story about, um, well, uh, you know, individuality. It's a story about conformity. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure that all applies. I was just about to say, it doesn't paint men in a good light. But it actually doesn't paint women in a good light either. No, so. no, exactly. So it it's doesn't pretty, pick on one. It's not about the men, to me. It wasn't about painting individuals. That's the thing. It's a machine of how society works with this whole, you grow up, you get kids, you get a job, you become one of the crowd, you just go along, you get in line and walk single file to your death, basically is what it's like to me, what it's saying. And I have actually 
preached about this my whole life, so I feel, you know, like I totally identify. I actually wrote a poem about you know, 15, when you say 20 you walk, years ago when you say- called Stand in uh, Single File Children, and it's about that, just walking in single file in your life, following all the rules and doing what's expected of you, and then at the end of that, you're just falling off the cliff because you're just going to die. The end. <laughs> there are no cliffs or single lines in this movie. It's just uh, I totally identify with the concept of so this movie. So let's talk about the movie. What I, what I want to say first off is I think it was... Mm, I was just going to say I think it's like a, a real, really well-made, put-together movie, apart from some things which we're going to talk yeah. about in a bit. Um, brilliant performances, I think, all the way around. Uh, best thing about the entire movie for me, the score. I think it was like the best score I've heard for a while. It was uh, touching. You know, the, the do you agree with yes. the music? It was uh, used in just exactly the right places. Not cliched. It was like... It was a real... And when I said... I was talking to you earlier and I said that it kind of, this movie kind of reminded me of a P.T. Anderson movie where they use music to convey an emotion. Right. They're not directing your emotions. They are they are painting a musical... This sounds really pretentious, right? But like painting is. a musical picture of the character's emotions. Because there's this, this one... Yeah, because there's like this... The, the signature, like the motif for the whole movie, this piano, it's just a very... Very simple piano, but it kind of it. Sometimes it has violins in it. Sometimes it it's really like singular. Because the sound of it is, uh, there's tension in it. You know the music of it. There's sort of this like escapism sound, and that's at the heart of who she is. There are only brief moments throughout the whole thing that we see, and probably in her mind as a person, where she can't escape this prison of her mind that is her life. And that music is the tension that's holding her, holding her, holding her down. And then every once in a while, it kind of, like, opens up to this sort of... And she kind of... There are times when she'll, like, close her eyes in different scenes and, like, throw her head back. And, and you know that's the moment when she's getting some relief and the music wells up. And it's not guiding me to feel something. It probably is, but it it's is. really telling me. It's, where, it's, it's one her of, mind, you know. Yeah, it's one of those cases where music works really well with the picture, and, and sometimes against the picture, which also, you know... Is I reference, um, like, another movie that I think music works really well, like, really well, is uh, There Will Be Blood. Because it's like, oh, it keeps you off movie. kilter a bit, the music in that particular one. We talked about it before. It's like, um, it's not like real typical mu- It's odd. It's, it almost sounds like people knocking on bottles and tin cans and stuff. But it makes you not really... Fi- you can't yeah, really that's get what it is. where it's going, you know? And Be- that's, again... Showing the emotion of that guy who's, you know... I don't know, often mention music, but I think music was really used well and the score was by Thomas Newman, who is like a big Hollywoody y um, music person. But uh, I really... That was one of the things that stood out for me. And I think, I think music's one of the most powerful things in movies if you use it properly. And I think it was used properly here. But it was an original I agree. Score. I Not- think for me, the negative of the movie, and there is... I don't agree that the performances were, like, that great all the way through. And I don't know if it's a performance issue or it is them wanting to portray a certain closed-upness of the time period and, and sort of reflect also movies of that era. You know, there's a little bit of not openness or, or uh, realism about the way they're acting. But well, that's how point. people kind True, of... True, until... Well. 
they lose it. And then they're totally real, and I love that. But the other thing was, and until we got to see some of the extras, which were deleted scenes, I actually felt through the movie, I'm not getting... I understand that she feels trapped, but I'm not seeing that. Well, let me explain. I'm only hearing dialogue. I'm not seeing why... All these little tidbits. I want to see the moments when she feels her identity is being stripped away. And we don't you don't see that much until you watch the deleted Well, scenes. let me explain the moment where I was completely lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't have been, but I think it was a fault of the, the way it was edited, actually. But I didn't get this at all, so it could just be you. Well, I did. <laughs> well, first off, at the beginning, they're looking for a house. And they found this find this nice house on Revolutionary Road and... There's kind of a brief scene of them going looking for it in the car with the lady mm-hmm. selling them the house. And they say it's perfect. Now, I just think it's those two. They seem like a single couple to me. I mean, like a couple, just a couple. I don't see anything else. Right. Then there's a scene where, a little bit later, not very, not very much later, where the husband comes home... And there's the wife with two kids who we've not seen up to this point. But they've talked about them. I don't know if you maybe missed that. They talked about their children. Yeah, but I... And she had pictures of her children at the theater. And he mentioned their kids. Maybe I missed that. Yeah, they mentioned it two times. So so to me, I thought this was some kind of Ah, flashback sequence. Right. So maybe there isn't a problem with it. Okay, go on, carry on. (laughs) Yeah, remember she's in the theater in the beginning and she's got pictures of her... And the kids, and then two pictures of the kids. Yeah, I might have been looking at other, because stuff was real detailed. And when that. he said, we got to do the... She said, can't you tell them it's a babysitter? Oh, babysitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> so, All right, not, not an editing problem, So I don't think still, there's anything wrong with it, actually. I, to me, that... Still, I... Maybe because I identify with the core of this character's problem in life so much. I want to see... There are moments in your life when you go like, okay, this is one more thing that's going to suck the life out of me. This is one more thing that's going to tell me not to be who I am. I'm going to have to conform to all this other crap. I didn't see that with her to see where the frustration's coming from. Only that she is frustrated. Well, there's a scene right near the beginning when you were talking about acting. And if I was really, really superior acting and really, really well done. There's a scene where they're driving home and... uh, the husband gets out Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm nodding because I totally agree. Gets out of the car. They have a bit of a scuffle in the car, like um, with each other, and then he gets out. And you can tell this scene was really from the heart because he's yelling at her and she's yelling back, and then he punches. And you can tell he punched the car for real. And this, this, you can feel everything about it. Yeah. And there's totally. another scene a bit later on, very similar. Yep. That's what I was saying. Those moments, yeah. they blow it open. I mean. Okay, there are a couple of sex scenes, which I find refreshingly realistic. In our lives, this one thing I I give this movie totally, and this the director and her and the people doing it. The the director's a husband. Yeah, the director's a husband, and she has sex scenes with a couple of people. Um, That the sex is so realistic versus what we put in our minds that sex is. You mean crappy and abrupt? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, that fr- quite frankly, yeah. And anyone who's delusional and thinks it's anything else, and that it's this built up hours and hours of constant lovemaking and candles brewing and rose you did, petals. You when, did you, my, uh, when you when <laughs> you <laughs> not at all. I'm just saying. No, I didn't think it was I'm crappy. Offended. If you think it was crappy, I didn't think that. But I'm saying it's a moment, right in time, 
sometimes only a moment, and then you're left with what is what what's left over. You know, if it's cheating on your spouse, how does that feel? If it's actually your spouse and you're trying to find what it is about them that you actually love anymore and do you and does sex fix it? But it's just like a one-minute thing. It's awkward. And I love that this movie, I felt... And I feel like you, we got that out of it because the husband was directing the wife. I actually found really it... really did. I, I, knew that, I knew that this was directed by Kate Winslet's husband. Mm-hmm. So when... The first sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio and her, like on, you know, when they're on the, like in the kitchen. It made me really uncomfortable thinking about it. Oh, not me at all, because that's that's my point. You build up sex to be something it isn't. No, it made me uncomfortable thinking, like, that's an odd day on the set. I disagree. A little bit. They weren't naked. Uh, They were just doing the... uh, 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 Yeah, it was pretty personal, even pretending to do it. I disagree. See, I, I, I was thinking... I that, pretend to have sex with people all the time. I was thinking that was possibly an odd day on the set. And I was also thinking, is it as odd as where you were in Titanic was painting her with a titty out? Or is it as odd as the scenes in The Reader? Probably not. The Reader was a bit more... Um, yeah, she's been doing and a you bit, and I she's just been doing a bit of sex on she's, screen. I differ, I differ. She's an actress. That's her job. It's nothing more than that. If you give meaning to being naked with a person in a room, I guess when there actually is no meaning to it, except that you're portraying an event that's happening that has no basis I, in reality. I think, the, I think it might be more embarrassing after the fact watching the scene when it's done up for real, like on the screen. Maybe. Kind of a bit awkward to watch with your husband sat there. Well, I don't know. I disagree, because you're not really having sex I guess sex your husband is the creator. Of, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's still like... The kissing each other, the... The kissing, uh, yeah, because kissing is one of those things. And I mean, uh, Kissing not, is like where we prostitutes say, to... I'll do anything but kiss well, him, because it's too intimate. Like, not every prostitute says well, that. Well, most. But... Uh, what I'm saying, that's something you hear, like, yeah. where that's pretty more woman. intimate than anything else. Of course. Yeah, so. pretty woman's way, you learn all your facts yeah. about prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this movie's really... It's an interesting story. There's also some interesting things that I didn't expect to be in there. It's like there's an there's an actual character who is kind of a little bit insane, but he's not really. But not really. The reason he's but been, he's an interesting. The reason I, he's been put in the insane category is because he's his the ideas most, were out of the box. His most yeah, he's the most he's the one who points out to everybody you're living a lie. Yeah. Do you really want to live a but, lie? And I'm saying I didn't and, expect that character right, to appear, and when he did, and kind of told people the truth. And people kind of tried that to... That unraveled everybody, didn't Yeah, that, I really like that. That that was one of my favourite parts, actually. Him. Because it seemed out of place. Oh, here's this guy. Like, and she said, oh, we, we know this guy who's this. Yeah. And then he was there. What's her son? Yeah, I know. But what I mean is it seemed kind of... It's a tool in the storytelling. It in is a story tool. But then yeah. it doesn't feel like a tool. Because without it. him... There's, There's no, nobody to point out yeah, that things then that, that That's exactly... Okay, that's what I'm saying. That I'm missing visually... From the film, right? Because film is visual. I want to see, even if it's flashbacks or memories or scenes with music and you see her... Like the one's deleted scene, I'll mention it right now. When they're shopping for the house and she's pregnant before they've moved there. It's, uh, I'm assuming it would have been a flashback if put in the movie. She's pregnant, they go to the big picture window and she goes, well, it even has a picture window. Which, and he says, well, just because it has one picture window doesn't take away our personalities. That is a perfect way, one little tool, one little thing, 
to show me that it's chipping away at her. That what she wants is to make her own life. Not to have it designed by people who build all the houses and make all the rules. And I wanted to see that. Well, I, I felt a lot of that from the fact that it opens with she's like an am- in amateur dramatic. Yeah, yeah. But she's not particularly good at it. But it's obviously something she's yep. took upon herself to try and break away from. Yes. But it's not fulfilling her because she's never... People in the audience are saying, mm. oh, she wasn't very good. Uh, this didn't live up to... It's like one more thing that knocks her back. Yeah, and like I said, edge, like- that was one of those things that sucks the life out of you. If it's not working and now I just go back to my regular you, washing dishes and... You do feel that she's like, from the opening scene, kind of on the edge of something. Yeah. Like, so so I, do, I do feel they built her up enough. But then it's a reality check in life that you might think you're grander than you are. Yeah. She thinks of herself with Higher no definition. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't say what she wants to do. She doesn't... You never get... In the movie, I don't know about in the book, but you, she never says, I could have been a dancer, I should have been an artist, I should have been a writer, I should have been a businesswoman. There's fact, none of that. When, when, the, when she says, we got to break away from this and go to Paris, which is one of the things that they say, um, she, her aspiration there is to just be a secretary, secretary which but is But the like, point was, yeah, she said it didn't have to be better. Paris. Yeah, it didn't have to... It's just not something. here. That's why I think that feeling she had would have followed her anywhere. Yeah, it yeah. didn't matter what their life was. It she was uncertain about herself and her life always, and I say it's a it's really a it's thing. a really complicated, it's really well played. I think the set direction and the the art direction, everything about all the sets were amazing. I think the f- cinematography was incredible. Like I, there was parts where it's a real well lit movie, even though when they <laughs> when we saw the extras, they were talking about it not being particularly well lit. It was just. Natural light. Yeah, but, I mean, it shows. The whole movie is like... It shows. You know when you see those show houses from the 50s where there's the perfect wife at the mm-hmm. with the apron? It all looks exactly like that. Like it's supposed to. And the press material we got with it was interesting. It was... Yeah. Um, the, a real uh, estate brochure. real estate brochure from the 50s. We didn't even know what the movie was about, but I was in, I thought that was cool. I don't know. It is, there it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the old-fashioned hand-drawn house on the front and like the blue ink on white background with the red and how then perfect inside this place is like, yeah to live at um so i think oh, something must have got lost in translation here because i don't get nice. i mean i understand i'd have to i have to read the novel to get i think the full i think some of it got a little left behind revolutionary road estates fair enough they live in the suburbs i think that must have been what the book was more focused on the suburban life and how it makes cookie cutter people, you know, kind of thing. I maybe it's just the I times. Maybe it's me. I mean I got it as a as a side thing, but I took it more as everyone. When you grow up, I don't care if you live in the middle of a city or in the country or on a mountain somewhere, this applies to you. Is your life what you expected it to be? And if it isn't, how do you deal with it? I also the suburbs I, was just sort of the setting for me. I also agree that it's um like American Beauty, which was also directed oh, by this yeah. by the same director. <laughs> this is set in the fifties, but it didn't necessarily need to be. Nope. You could you could even make a contemporary version. It's exactly the same issues. Like it's just, just that people could now apply. Oh, isn't that what it was like then? In fact, but, the funny thing but was those are the dilute. Those are the people who are hiding because it's still well. The same it, today. Well, I'm saying there is a weird thing that happened this week. We was sat in the living room talking about people conforming and. What about and about people who live in houses where they have to keep the grass a certain height and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yes. so we were actually talking about that, 
And that's where life mirrors art or whatever, because totally. this is exactly what we were talking about, but in the 50s. Don't take your trash out until... Not actually changed, does it? Oh, no. At all, like... I told... I said... American Beauty even is very... Yeah. You're... you're suburban. It's a trap, and who... Who set this trap? That's what I want to know. Where did In fact, she from? asked the question. She said, yeah. she actually who says made it the out rules? Like, who made this? Who made these rules anyway? Like, <laughs> I've been saying that for, I honestly have been saying it since I was a teenager. I yeah. just love that, that premise of that part of me. Oh, well, I actually um, think this movie is really good. It's, oh, it is. It's, it's, it's quite, totally de- solid. it's quite depressing though. I, f- I feel, I felt, I felt like I've been through the ringer at the end of it. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's some scenes nearer the end yeah. that made me feel really. But you like know what? I wasn't unpositive. endeared to them because type of person I am, time frame that I live in, everything they did was their choice. So yeah. everything that happened as a result, there is no looking back and going, "Oh my God, why did someone force me to live this life?" It was still all along the way, having kids, buy the house, get the job. It's still their choice, and at the at the end of everyone's road, that's what you have to turn around. Almost everything in your life, I won't say 100%. There are some things that, that are out of control in life. But that's why I didn't, I didn't, I was totally connected to them. I totally got both of them. Pardon. His point of view, too, we keep talking about her, but his was, he wanted, he could see also, they were both kind of generic. Neither one of them ever claimed to be anything. No. Never had aspirations to be anything. But he wanted something else, but... That safety and security of living the life that's set up for you kept pulling him back. The only thing I didn't get from either of them at all was that they were really into the kids because oh, yeah, there was know. no there was no nothing with the kids like ever. I, I like I said to you before. Well, that's been explained now. But like I said before, it almost felt like they were a single. I mean, just a couple. Like I, I do you think that's kind like of... halfway through the movie, I forgot about the kids because there were no, the kids were barely in any scenes. Like I guess as it unravels about her and there are a couple scenes and lines that might be a reason for that, where because she's so disconnected from her life, it's like she's just living through it day to day, just. Deal, you know, we never, you never ever couple. see a deal with the kids, though. Is what I'm saying. Right. Never but see them give them breakfast. That could be a reflection nothing. of her again. Hmm. We're seeing them as, you know. I agree. There wasn't, but maybe there were. We didn't watch every deleted scene. I mean, maybe well, some of them. Were. I mean, in the movie as it is, there was not much. There was not much interaction with the kids. It was almost as though they disappeared for me uh, at some point. <laughs> like, because obviously the story's not about the kids, but. Kids, Every time people would come over, where are the kids? Once was like, oh, they're over here. Yeah. Then she calls them up and goes, you know, can you keep them till summer. Now, if that is if that is to say that she was also not very good at that either, I don't know because I don't know if she was a good mother or a bad mother. I have no idea. I think she was the perfect mother, but that it wasn't. Not that it wasn't know. genuine. I mean, obviously, everything about them—they were the Wheelers. Everyone knows they're perfect, right? They live in the nice house. They're the perfect couple. So she does everything on the surface that looks right, and that she's not connected, not connected to him, not connected to the kids, and so. That's the only part where I felt of a disconnect thing because I'm thinking, you know, I know this is just an area that we they chose not to show us. Yeah. But I feel like a few scenes of the them as a family might have. Showing them as something. a family, and yet also showing on her face or in her actions. 
that she's that, not that really she's not into as it. into it. Yeah, yeah, to see again another example of uh, is this my life kind in of. In fact, thing? An, an example that you if if it showed you a scene of her actually not connecting with the kids properly or looking disinterested or the one time they did remember the girls asking her questions asking her questions and she said just get out of here if you're too silly and, and yeah. stupid to yeah that whatever. one time yeah but it wasn't enough i was yeah. thinking you know and like i say towards the end it was almost like the kids were with somebody else the entire time like but um apart from that i highly recommend it. this is like one of the better ones i've seen this year i think yeah um quality and everything right up there with the the extraordinary life of Benjamin Button. Is that's called extraordinary. Curious life? case. The curious of case of Benjamin Button. Oh, Button. <laughs> I just no. That's what I was trying to avoid. I'm not <laughs> abbreviating. The quality. It's solid. It's beautiful. It's got good music. It's got good characters. It's got good dialogue. And yet, for me, there were a couple of those. The things I mentioned, where you feel like there's, they're over fixated on certain things and didn't. For me. Particularly, didn't develop enough of her. Also, the acting is oh, it's excellent. In times, other times, I felt. It See, was... to me, I was with it all the time. I will talk about it when we go into the cast. So, moving on to the cast, Leonardo DiCaprio's Frank Wheeler. I'm still to this day. I've talked about it before. I think he's one of the best actors of this generation. Of you know, yeah, totally. Um, I actually think he... People say he's just the same all the time and stuff. No, I don't agree. Now, that's where I'm going to say, at certain certain scenes in this movie, there was... Until he gets his teeth into an emotional something or other, or he totally lets his guard down, when you get in the middle of that, he's a little bit... And her, too. A little bit... I think that's, that's the idea I'm in focused, this movie. Though. I'm focused on who he is and not what he's doing. And that's exactly right. It could be a fact of him, he's just going along with things and trying to be Mr. Whatever. But still, the emotional scenes and then a couple times when he's totally on the relaxed side of things, perfect. Let me put it this way. I think of Leonardo DiCaprio throughout his career, all the movies I've seen, which is all of them. I can't find one I dislike at all, even back in the... You like The Beach? Well, I actually like him in The Beach, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the beach I didn't see it again, but I don't remember liking it. I liked him. I think that was what I liked, that it was him. Right. I didn't particularly like The Beach, but I did like him in it. So what I'm saying is, I think he, I don't think he can do no wrong. I mean, he's really... This movie's like The Aviator, where he just blows me away. Like he's. Oh, I disagree. Oh, catch me I'm if you can. I'm not blown away except for a couple of scenes where you re- really... Catch me if you can. Catch I me if you can, sex. Um, I actually think he's mind-blowing in these parts. Um, Gangs of New York. Yes. Um, and then Kate Winslet. I think she's... When I just said he is one of the... I think she is one of the best female actors of our time. I think Oh, totally. I think... So putting those two together is like... As uh, grown-ups... And everybody, you know, this yeah, is the course. first time they've starred together since Titanic, which there was a lot made of. But when we saw a clip from Titanic, they're they're really young. They were. I mean, he is especially really young. Um, now they're, you know, it's a long time later. Uh, I think they work perfectly together. Chemistry is really good between Really them. good. Um, when they get down to it, and there are scenes when everything falls away, and they, the, the pretense of this 
of the thing that you build up around you where you're not, you're not, nobody's ever completely honest with their spouse about how they feel or what they think every single minute of the day. You stuck out these stuff a lot away. You decide, oh, that's not worth it. I don't want to hear about it, blah, blah, blah. And there are moments when that falls away and they just, it just opens up and um, and those are the scenes when I'm just like, you know, that's, I think that would be hard to churn up. Oh, yeah. Unless it's real life. So I think those, those scenes I particularly like. So there's some, there's some arguing in the movie. Not arguing venting and oh know. it's pretty gets pretty tough in parts I think <laughs> yeah. for them I, I think it must have been emotionally draining kind of scenes it must have been like you know <laughs> thank god that one's over with uh, then we've got Kathy Bates as Mrs. Helen Givens um, I like Kathy Bates but I feel that she's I often feel that she's just there like, Going through the there's Kathy Bates again. In, oh my god! In a small role. That's so Because this is a small role. For I mean, I don't. It's feel fairly it. small, but you know what? I realized as I was watching it, she's the mother of the quote unquote insane son who's been put in an asylum and given electrical shock treatments. He's a mathematician or whatever, but he actually just sees life differently. He sees the truth about getting put in a box and not being yourself, and why are we all living these rigid lives and whatnot. So he represents that side of people, of society, that we that you need to break free and live your life. And why, you know, I'm not saying go out and murder people and not follow those rules. I'm saying, we all know what I'm saying. We get put in a box. She represents the society who puts you there. Because she, he starts going off on his, one of his little tangent, you know, starts saying shit like it's inappropriate with these, with this couple. Cause inappropriate they've with anybody. She goes, oh, look at beautiful picture window just look at the oh and the weather's been so nice and and tries to stifle that in him so that's why i feel like her role might not have been big but when you look step back she and her son are the world that these two people are living in and so i felt like it was kind of important in that and then her son's played by michael shannon who's john givings who i really like and i can't remember what else he was in he was like a (laughs) a soldier in something i seem to remember do you Hmm. In a soldier's outfit with the cap. I don't remember. Was it Jarhead? Well, the director yeah. did Jarhead, so possibly. Um, oh, very possibly. Was he like the guy who was a sniper with Bubble Boy? I don't know. <laughs> was that Jarhead? Yeah, that was Jarhead. Yeah, yeah. Bubble Boy. Um, but well, I really like... I always called Jill and all Bubble Boy. I don't know why. He is Bubble Boy. Is he also Darny Darko? Yes. Um... And also the Prince of Persia coming up, mm. which is a bit lame. Um, and I was going to say, oh my god, I can't believe that. What? What's the other one? The Mountain. Brokeback. Yes. The Mountain. <laughs> the Mountain. Brokeback. Anal Mountain. Oh my god. Maze. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this guy, let me see what it was. Very. He was in World Trade Center, correct? Remember? Maybe that was where he was at. Was he one of the people who fell in the... He's been in other stuff. He was in Grand Theft Parsons. That was a good one. Which I really loved. Yeah. Eight Mile, Vanilla Sky, Pearl Harbor, Lieutenant Goonswood. Yes, yes, I remember him in that. Yeah. He's he's been in a lot of stuff, this guy. Yeah, yes. Chicago Cab, that one that I really love. Right, if you ever want to see a really good movie, it's called Chicago Cab. It's from 1997. It's... On DVD, is, it's called Hell Cab, which is actually a title that doesn't mean anything. It's weird. In, in fact, the cover for it makes it look like it's a horror film when it is actually nothing of the sort. 
But anyway. That's so weird. He, this guy, he, he plays Crackhead. And I do remember him. But anyway, th- this movie, you, you'll probably have a hard time finding it, but it's called Chicago Cab. It's a... Day in the life day, of a Like a cab fly cab. on the wall of a cab driver and who gets in the back of a cab. And it's really An interesting. interesting collection of characters. And it's a crisscrossing story thing where yeah. people kind of cross over. And it has a crack. He was in, also in Groundhog Day as Fred. Who's Fred in Groundhog Day? We've seen Groundhog Day. Yeah, I've seen it. But that guy was in Groundhog Day. Was he one of the guys in the 50s kind of diner when he's shoving cakes in his mouth, maybe, or something? No, he's the guy who got married to the girl. And he they is. gave him the tickets totally to the... Is, yeah. that. Oh, he was so young. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so, yeah, there you go. That's who he is. <laughs> um, and then we've got Dylan Baker as Jack Ordway. That's the guy you like from Happiness, who plays the It is, which I really father. love that guy. Yeah, if you... Happiness is the movie that I... Don't worry, we're not going to say anything. I'm just saying it's not a movie for anyone under the age of 30. And he plays a very <laughs> difficult role in it. Yes. I can imagine Very uncomfortable. That. Makes me uncomfortable just to think about it. Yeah, so I think... And also... If you think the dad from American Beauty seems creepy because he's he's perving over a teenage girl, that's nothing. The, yeah, nothing on this guy. <laughs> so they're the ones that... I think are notable. Yeah. Um, and Dylan Baker, who we just talked about, plays a friend. A, yeah. A, well, a work colleague, yeah. acquaintance. The, I would say. One of the parts, of, one of the things about the movie it, that ex, that it shows very beautifully is that when you do want to break out of this life that you're not happy with, right? Conformity. Everyone, yeah, the conformity. Everyone around you who is still conforming tries to drag you. Back in, which they we will drew, not let we drew go. parallels to the Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. Where his friend is in Pleasantville. To do Pleasantville, you said which Pleasantville, one? perfect. Yeah, but we'll go into. That. And it's life. It's true life. When you try to do or dress or be or act or make a decision that isn't in line with all the other rules, the stupid rules, um, everyone around you who. I don't know if it's a thing about like, well, if I can't break the go outside, I think that's what it is. You're the yin to their yang. They actually are so afraid of what can happen if they wear a Hawaiian shirt to work instead of a suit and jacket and and tie. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, office space is a good one because there's there's a not follow the rules kind of thing. Yeah. Oh God, it's everywhere. It is. I'm not the only one who sees. Oh, and um, the other one by the office space dude. Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's another one. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of films about this. Idiocracy is awesome. The Matrix. (laughs) There's loads of films about it. (laughs) Like, it's just a common theme, I guess. So why do we keep doing it? I don't know. We just do it in different... Like, we'll do it in the future, we'll do it in the 50s, we'll do it in the... You know, we'll just do it in different time periods. Um, So, this is directed by um, Kate Winslet's husband, Sam Mendes, who also directed American Beauty, which is another one about fitting in and not fitting in. Um, Jarhead, probably the same thing. No. <laughs> no, Jarhead's really good though. Jarhead's awesome. And Road to Perdition, which... Haven't seen that I've still not seen. That's Tom Hanks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't fault the direction of this movie. I think it was... It's one of them ones where I'm, I'm admi- I'm really admiring what's happening. Like, uh, how it is put together is... Quality. One of its big strengths, you know? It's like eating quality chocolate... That makes you just go, oh my god, I can't believe how good this is, to eating cheap chocolate, which when you eat it, you enjoy it, but you know it's not got the, you know, like we watch a lot of movies. Yeah, right? yeah. And there are movies that are good and excellent, they're just not, they're kind of like flat pack furniture. You know? Well, I would, they, I would actually <laughs> they do their that job. to last week's movie, Taken. Um, 
it was pretty solid. Though. Well, I would put it together as like it's Flat great pen. while you watch it, and then you're done with it. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're yeah, right. This will stick with you. You know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. Okay, so Taken's like flat pack furniture, and this is like a sturdy but, old antique. Yeah, but, yeah, but <laughs> Taken's fine while you're consuming it, but it won't stick with you for empty calories more than a week. <laughs> but this one will stick with me because of the theme and because I totally identify with it. And it's well done. Well, well, well and done. I, I, and the cast is actually, a, I think if it was with other people, it might not have been done so well. But these people bring more to it, I think. I think you said about every movie, really. Oh, this one, I feel that it was cast well. Oh, I agree. Um, and getting those two together didn't seem like the easiest thing. <laughs> to get them both to be in the same schedule or whatever. Because uh, Mr. DiCaprio is a busy man, apparently. Mm-hmm. Very busy man. He's making a lot of movies looking at IMDb. Um, so, DVD extras, uh, or Blu-ray extras. So, uh, it's one of these Paramount um, Blu-rays that is... Uh, <laughs> what? What would you say? Just Plain? Straight off the presses? Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so, there's not a lot... It's, it's an, I don't, I'm not really into the cover. Um, it doesn't really tell. I would have preferred much. something like this. Yeah, the the cover of the house would be better. Yeah. It's more interesting. With this but, kind but of, it's got them on it. With this on the back. Yeah. Let's be fair. If the people in the movie industry and fans of them, that's what they want, isn't it? So I can I don't particularly appreciate it, but I get it. Yeah, it says uh, yeah, and you know, so it's yeah, it's pretty plain cover. It's Blu-ray disc. Looks really good. Sounds really good. Um. I would definitely give it There were a couple of stills I think I could have taken from the movie that would have been better, particularly of her face at times when she really, really gives the exact right expression that the situation she's in is one thing and what's going on in her mind is something completely different and she, her face totally tilt. Like when they're at that cabin place a couple of moments, that would have been a great cover. And she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress for this movie. Um, And it was up for Oscars, but... Apparently didn't get any. Um, so the special features on the Blu-ray disc are a commentary by Sam Mendes and the screenwriter. Um, there's also deleted scenes, and there's quite a few deleted uh, scenes. I'd like to have seen. Honestly, I think they really do would put together a better, little bit better telling of the frustration. When you see so many deleted scenes, because there's a lot, there's probably more than ten. And they're. Totally finished with music and everything. Finished with music and optional commentary by the director if you want to know a bit more about it. You feel that, why was this hacked up so much, you know? It doesn't feel hacked up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but those scenes are all And like valid. I said, I would rather watch a three-hour movie than to have a movie oh, that if I see the, ex- the deleted scenes and I go, my God, that would have added so much to that character. And that doesn't happen very often. Most of the time when I'm writing these reviews and I'm talking about deleted scenes, I'm like, eh, it was nothing. It was an extended this. It was... You know, showing a long shot of the house instead. Whatever. This would actually have... I would like to have a version of the movie with the uh, deleted scenes put back in. Yeah. I would too. Uh, I feel... Because none of them were... We'll just do that then. We'll just edit it back together yeah. ourselves. Then there's the lives of quiet desperation, the making of Revolutionary Road, which is like a 30 minute... How we got together, how we got Leonardo DiCaprio, how it's I came good. on board. Yeah. I didn't learn much, but just I enjoyed it. Just how the movie came to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I, they cover the costumes and... Show you how they scouted for the house and show you a lot of on-the-set stuff where... That it's a real house in a real suburb and they didn't build a set and yeah. that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a, the, there's a 
Richard Yates' The Wages of Truth, which is a 30-minute documentary about the author of the original book. And then there's a theatrical trailer in HD, which you noted that we never saw much advertising for this movie. I never if saw any. any. I did see some, but only because... I don't watch commercials much, so... Yeah. So, it, you know, it's fairly bare-bones. I mean, you do get commentary and a couple of... Making up. An hour-long stuff. I would watch it again with commentary, because I think it would be interesting. I actually think, um, drawing conclusion on this, <laughs> that that's one to buy for your shelf, because I could re-watch that one. I, I could think watch it's, it again. The quality is so high. The acting's so good. It's a re-watch. In fact, you know, like, I always feel like I want to drag out There Will Be Blood to see again. Yes, I was just thinking that. This is one that should be sat next to that on the shelf, I think. Well, you can't do that because <clears throat> you put everything in alphabetical order. Correct. <laughs> and while if you had no other movies, T and R could go right next to each other. But or T and A. <laughs> I um. Do they go together? I've been. Uh, maybe that's up to the people across the street. <laughs> the uh, I won't say what I call them, but so um, thank you to Paramount for this one, and I feel that it is definitely one to add to the collection. It's not, you know. It's not many weeks where it's something super no, high No, I quality. would actually watch that one again, yeah. Yeah, more than once. I would watch it more than... I'm again. actually inspired to read the book. Well, there you go. I won't, but I'm inspired to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, thank you to Paramount, as I said, for the Blu-ray disc. And we'll have a written review on Thursday. Uh, <gasps> I'll tell you at the end. What? Well, I just thought of. What? I just realized, what is my tagline every week? Stay classy. No, that would be you. <laughs> Think for yourself. Think for yourself yeah. or someone else will do it for well, you. This, this I fun. live that thought, and so, oh my god, this is so appropriate. Okay, so let's do our movie recommendations for the week. Uh, I went, I've got three actually. Um, my first one, for a Leonardo DiCaprio one, one that came straight to my mind was Catch Me If You Can, which I mentioned before. Steven Spielberg movie that is very good. And very not, good. Not exactly what you would think from Steven Spielberg, but... It's a real riveting story. Neither was the uh, uh, terminal. Terminal, yeah. Which is another brilliant film, yeah. but nothing to do with the. <laughs> um, so yeah, catch me if you can. It's the story of Frank Abigail, which is a. He was a forger. Yeah, I'm not forger. And it's riveting. I, I check. Yeah, it was a check. He would create checks around the world. It's the kind of story that I really love. Like it's, it's just totally compelling. It's heisty to me. and it's crime and it's sneaky uh, hacking kind of. It's. Cop chasing the dude. Yeah, Tom Hanks is in it too. That's right. Um, oh, Steven Spielberg's in love with Tom Hanks. And then my <laughs> Kate Winslet one was Hideous Kinky, which I don't think you have seen, nope. but it's it's real. It's all, it's kind of Revolutionary Road. It's kind of the opposite of Revolutionary Road because it's about a British family going off to India to do their own thing, which was apparently very common. I think it's set in the sixties. Very common then for to go and remove themselves from this right. life and put them into something completely different. Like she's, gurus and shit She's like pretty that. young in it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's an interesting one, and I, I feel like it's kind of the opposite to this. Uh, and then the third one is Pleasantville, which really is very... It's more of a light-hearted thing, but it's got this message, for sure. Yes. It's the same message. It's... But it, it's really it's really good, Pleasantville. It wasn't actually very well received at the time, but I feel that it's... I thought it was. No, it was kind of... Uh, people thought it was weird and it didn't do a mega successful deal. It did all right on home video, but... Um, and it, that's Tobey Maguire and Joan Allen. Yeah, it's really good. And it's like a movie was in black and white, yet there's 
some color elements. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're my three for like the Like a classy Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. No. And mine are, because I was thinking, uh, what movie, because you put Hideous Kinky, I just instantly thought of Kinky Boots. <laughs> and I know What link is that? Well, it just popped into my mind. And it's an, it's an excellent movie. Let's be very, very honest. It's got that guy's name that I can't pronounce. Chewetel Levajar or something. <laughs> yes, Chewetel and it's really good. It's about a shoe factory that, it's called Kinky Boots. It's about a shoe factory that's going to have to close. It's very rigid and old-fashioned. British but, movie. Yeah, British movie. And uh, they've tried to find a, a market so they can thrive again because it's like a family-owned thing. And, yeah, they uh, make brogues, like real old yeah, businessy shoes. Just like from the... That people aren't yeah. into anymore. I guess it has a similar theme because here along comes a tall black transvestite who is going to transform this old-fashioned shoe factory into something uh, completely different to break free. So, yeah, I guess there is so a very connection inspirational there. Yeah, it's very good. It's very well made. It's like a feel-good kind of a thing. Almost you know? like, a, you know what it reminds me of? Like the Full Monty or mm-hmm. even Love Actually in a way. That kind of British... Um, Charm. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's sweet. got a point. It's, yeah. You know? And it makes you go, yeah, yeah. So, I kinky mean, boots. And my other one is, because I wanted to pick a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, and I think The Aviator, to me, is the best one of his. Him. Compelled by him, and completely convinced he is who he's being on the screen. I Absolutely. I think I'm the same with Catch Me If You Can for that. I'm completely convinced he's that. Right. I, I, mean, no, I think Aviator just is a beautiful... It's another one of those well-made... It's got a little bit of the romantic look at the at it. You know I mean? Movie-ish. It's easy. But he's brilliant, and I loved it. So that's my recommendations. I will say that he's brilliant in anything that he's in. I seriously can't think of one that's bad. <laughs> like you say, The Beach is... It's, it's a bad movie, but it's not because of him. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, that's uh, the movie. Revolutionary Road. It's available now. Thank you to Paramount. Um, contest, you can go to the site and there'll be a contest to win <laughs> Chun-Li. The Chun-Li movie. Legend oh, I thought of you Chun-Li. meant you could actually win her. You can. We'll send her in a crate. <laughs> and you can Don't do, say that do as if you, you can't do it. Um, Lots of legal issues. And next week's movie will be Defiance on Blu-ray, which is Daniel Craig in a World War II epic. Right. And Directed by? Not sure. Daniel Craig and that guy you like from Wolverine. Oh, yeah, I like him. The, Liv Schreiber, is he called? Yeah, Liv Schreiber. So, uh, yeah, that's Defiance. And that's another Oscar-nominated movie. So uh, nice. we're still on the Oscar-nominated movies, even though we're in July. June. June. <laughs> Back to the future. Are you- <laughs> or forward to the future. Um, Back to the Future's genius. Come on. Let's be real. Uh, um, not really. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, uh, so games and high school stuff. I've been playing this week after last week's E3 crazy stuff. This week I've been playing Prototype. Okay, that's enough gaming then. Which is... <laughs> after a, last week. Yeah, which is a uh, superhero kind of game where you're this dude who can... I've sh- I showed you where you can... Let me describe it. It's the dude who, a bunch of dudes, sat around a table saying, we need a new superhero. What are the most awesome things from all the different superheroes that we know, and how can we tweak it, right? So he's got claws, he can jump, he can 
do weird shit with like stuff. He can suck up people into his person, become people absorb. and use absorb them. Yeah, he's pretty much a amalgamation of every superhero. Exactly. He doesn't have a web coming out of his hand, but he can fly and jump and yeah. It's, and he's very I, strong. I actually think it's really a cool. He's game. not indestructible. No, no, but he's pretty strong. He can a tank can fire a tank can fire at his body and he'll live. So that's pretty strong. Anyway, I, I think it's a pretty cool game. Uh, it's like an open world. You're in the whole of New York City. And you can run around and you can go anywhere you want. And there's missions to do and there's story stuff to do. It's my kind of game. I actually really like it. I'm only about maybe a third of the way into it. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's on the 360 and the PS3. The other one I've been playing is a similar type of game called Red Faction Guerrilla. Which is a game where you're a guy who goes to Mars... It's in the future, and Mars is this mining planet that's been overtaken by this big corporation. And you go to Mars to work as a miner, and then all this shit kicks off, and you end up fighting. For, you end up fighting for this faction. You know, these factions warring against each other. You end up aliens. No, just dudes. Like it because it's a mining planet. Mars turns into this mining planet, and there's no aliens. It's just dudes. So why would there be factions of what? Like there's a faction of people who want this to happen and there's a faction of people who want this to not happen. Right, environmentalists, like, stop yeah, mining Mars. Yeah, almost, yeah. So, you're, it's an open world sandbox. Like the green piece of space. Yeah, well, it's this sandboxy open world game where you can go anywhere you want, you can drive any vehicle, you can do these missions, you can... It's kind of like Prototype, but on Mars. But you're not a superhero, but the big hook of this game is you can destroy anything and it's got realistic physics so if I get a hammer and hit a building it will destroy how you would think it would destroy not just it doesn't just put a hole in the building like it, like a cookie right. cutter so if you hit away with a hammer at the bottom of the foundations of a house it'll eventually fall over you know everything's modelled properly so it, it's cool because there's some missions that involve you wrecking stuff like here's a big base that belongs to the them just destroy the entire thing so you're given this you're either in like a bulldozer and you have to just drive through the whole thing and wreck it while they're all trying to attack you know it's fun it's really fun it's like kind of like Grand Theft Auto a little bit sounds like boom blocks <laughs> no nothing like boom blocks that's all boom blocks is is knocking shit down yeah but this isn't just that. you can drive you can shoot you can do anything and it's got multiplayer which is actually pretty cool too the other game I've been playing is uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 10 which is I guess it's the 10th... It's not called Tiger Woods 2010. It's Tiger Woods PGA 10. But anyway, it's the new Tiger Woods. What do you think? Oh, I never... I didn't see any of it. I was it. playing it all last night when you were in the same room as me. I know, I didn't look. I mean, I saw you make a couple of shots and I heard you going, Oh, mm, oh, oh, no, she's got to miss it. Oh, please make... Oh, oh, darn. That's a bit, oh, they don't like it when I get a par? That's not bad. Why are they complaining when I get a par? So I, <laughs> I heard all that, but I wasn't looking a lot. So it's just like last year's to me. There's yeah. abs- Graphically, there's absolutely no difference. They've changed the putting meter a little bit, which is fine. It's a little bit better. And they've took away the part that was fun last year, which was this challenge mode. They've got rid of that and put this other mode in, which isn't nearly as fun. So is that bet- is that a good game? Do you think they've gone as far as they can in terms of the? Oh, they've added commercials on almost every screen. I you did show me that, <laughs> and that maybe that's why I rejected it because I think you know what bullshit. 
don't charge me $60. And then, in the middle of my game, it's not even like it's on her sock or on her skirt or on her jacket. It is Oh, I didn't see that. But they just actually put up a little ad while you're playing While the loading screen is on, so you can't actually miss it. Not just the loading screen, right? It's when you were oh, golfing. Oh, when, whenever your score yeah. comes up as well. Yeah. When you're golfing, a little ad comes up. Now, that is pure 100% bullshit. Now, then that game should be $5. What they will say is... In fact, I'll tell we're you... We're offsetting what, the cost because of... No, the, no. I, they, will, they will say nothing like of the sort. They will say that Tiger Woods 2010, or whatever it is, we use a realistic TV-style presentation. We use all the tickers and everything that ESPN would use. We use... Uh, commentators that sound just like the real thing off TV and the little commercial blips and stuff would actually be part of the television broadcast so we're trying to authentic, you know, be authentic. Right, let, that's me, think, what let me see if I can think of a word for that. That's right, it's bullshit. Yeah, it, well it is, but that's how they'd say it. Because I've heard that before. Oh yeah, we replicate everything that ESPN or whoever does. We'll have a sports ticker, there'll be... Sure, I get it. You know, and we'll have a, you know, a little blip of a commercial for something just there, like this... Scoreboard is brought to you by Gillette. Like that. You know, like they do on TV all the time. So that's what they would say. And I do think it's kind of ridiculous. It's not kind of anything. It's 100% invasive and it's bull because you paid full price for that. Yeah. It makes me angry. Yeah. It, it's, it's slightly crazy. But apart from all that, it's still a Look, good... Look, you still got your $60. So there you go. It's still a good <laughs> golf game, but it's... not. You don't expect much different. In fact, they took away the part that was fun. Which was the challenge mode, which I like to go through. You, you went. There was this grid. Oh yeah, I remember. And you finished it, and you moved, and you tried and get to the end of the grid, and each challenge got progressively harder. Like you know, like it'd be like, play the first nine holes of Glen Eagles in under this many shots, right. and then you had to try and do it, and they, you know, well they've got that, but it's not quite as fun. This this year they've concentrated on this. Here's shots from here's really good games from history, like Tiger Woods, like you know doing this and all these people doing all these really cool things and you've got to do better than they did now that's how they've done it this year but it's mm-hmm. not I, I prefer this layout of this grid that they did yeah the right? challenge is better yeah so this and this is like super hard too because like the second challenge is like Tiger Woods did this last year you know like he, he got he did a whole 18 you know an 18 hole 18 holes he did the whole 18 holes in one shot you know what I'm saying? Something ridiculous like that. I know that's not possible. No. Because <laughs> the ball bounces out of yeah. one hole <laughs> into the next one. <laughs> but, it, but it might as well be because it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> you gotta, you got to be better than him. Like, like the second challenge, you got to be better than Tiger Woods. Right. Which to me is like, can we just work up to that? That'll be the last challenge. It doesn't challenge. sound fun anymore. No. So this stuff been removed and this stuff been added. Some good, some bad. I actually prefer last year's version, so I might play that one still. Um, and then we said last week that we bought a Wii, and this week we got a new game called Boom Blocks, which is an EA slash Steven Spielberg game. Actually, it's Steven Spielberg slash EA. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you played it, so you yes, can I talk did. about this one. It was very fun. It's just a it's a puzzle game mixed with um, blowing some stuff up, knocking some stuff down. You get these little funny characters, right? It's Which really hard really to explain, actually. Yeah, use the Wii <clears throat> thing. Wiimote. Um, you have a ball, and 
these blocks are configured in a way that you have to throw your ball at one spot. Like, like you Jenga. describe it as a wig spot. Some of it's Jenga because you can pull out blocks without knocking down the tower. Some of it is you have to knock this block out of the way, but don't knock that one out of the way. And it's just that you just go from one thing to the next to the next. You want to do it, and then you, you want to, you know, you want to get them all in one throw, but you can't. So sometimes you have to, you can obsess over it if you want like you. And we, it's just cute. It's kind of overly cute. With the it's, it's, it's aimed at kids a lot, but sure. I feel that it's got more more me as a grown man sat and played it for two hours. So it's there's an addictive quality. Oh, to totally. It, you know, but yeah, the the and art you get style a real sense of accomplishment kids. when you do it in one throw, and then you do the next one. and yeah, you have to so, try three or four times. And so to put it in a nutshell, it's like there's a tower of blocks that's been carefully set up. Knock it down. That's pretty much it right anybody well no because you have no that's I mean that's pretty much the. you have to not just knock it down it gets more complicated as it goes yeah they they introduce exploding blocks can't let this block fall and sometimes you say you can only do these and and I gotta say it must be a big game because we played you played for over an hour I played for over two hours and we're only like 6% complete on the uh, meter right must be a lot of challenges in there Um, so I'd recommend it and interestingly enough the sequel came out two weeks ago (laughs) This one's been out over a year. Right. We only just happened to get a Wii. So the sequel's called uh, Boom Blocks Something Party. It's like a... Uh. It's similar, but new levels and all that. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get to play that one too. Because, I mean, I want to finish this one first, though. Yeah, totally. Uh, now, this week's games, which I will talk about next week, will come out this week, is Ghostbusters. Good movie theme game. And Guitar Hero Smash Hits. You mean it's a good movie-themed game or it's a good game based on a movie? I have no idea, but I'll talk about it next week. Mm. It's Ghostbusters. Uh, What's not not to love? They're all back. Ah. Apart from the one who went missing. He's not missing. Rick Moranis. Just a recluse. Yeah. Uh, And Guitar Hero Smash Hits is the other which will be released this week as well. So I'll talk about that next week. That's the latest in the Guitar Hero franchise. Not particularly the latest because it's basically a re... Pop, get all the best songs off all the other Guitar Heroes and put them on one. Really? That's oh what it is. That, that's where we're up to in Guitar Hero, pretty much. <laughs> you know, like... The best hits? <laughs> yeah, like... Like hit... Well, there's actually an... It's a, retro Guitar Hero. Yeah, well, it's... You know, Guitar Hero 1 and 2. A lot of people who play games now might never have played those because they came out during the PS2 days. So, the songs from them and the, and the 80s version that they did on the PS2... They've never been available on the 360 or the PS3. Oh, so right. I guess there is a new market for those songs. But still, it, I think it feels like the guitar game thing is getting a bit stale now. Don't you, there's don't only you? so much music in the world. I mean, there's a lot of music in the world, but, but there's, there's only, only so much marketable, top, you know, like um, most recognizable... Obviously, there's loads of alternative music, and but they want the most popular, most identifiable most karaoke-ish kind of music they can find not to say and I feel that you know now like Guitar Hero games have added drums added a singer added the bass added the guitar I only see keyboards left keyboards has got to come at some point it should have been there should have been there at the beginning that'll probably be rock band should have come with a keyboard yeah now this year like we're going to get Beatles rock band which I actually see see a value in that one because it's the Beatles music it's not available and you know everybody likes the not everybody. Not everybody, but it's very popular. Um, 
In fact, you don't particularly until recently, and you discovered you do like some of it. Yeah, I can probably play that. I'll probably play that game through and have an interest in listening to them. You know what I mean? So I, I actually see these games as good for that because. Yeah. Some people might have never even thought about the Beatles, and then when they hear that, they're like, "Wow!" They need really to like do Elvis. Rumors there are rumors are abound that the next rock band product will be like fifties. Will be U two. After. Um, I'd be excited except I don't play the game, so I'll just listen to all my YouTube albums myself. <laughs> well, and sing along or you not? I want to sing along while I play. Uh, I don't know the words. You well, know, they're, they're right on there on the screen. I'm the best kind of fan you could have, right? I am completely devoted. U2 is my favorite band of all time. I don't give, give a shit what anybody else says. I don't know why they captured my attention in 1986 when I went to see him Joshua Tree tour, a six a seven. And I've never looked back, and there's never anyone who's compared. And yet, I don't know the words to the songs. I don't know all the songs. I don't know all the discography. I don't go to their concerts. I don't have a t-shirt. I don't have a poster. I have a Kiss t-shirt, in fact. I have a Kermit the Frog t-shirt. I have no YouTube paraphernalia of any kind. don't even have them on my wallpaper or nothing. And yet, I am completely devoted to say and have no problem telling the world they're my favorite band. I thank you. And I wouldn't want to meet them if they came in the door. It's not that... I'm not like that. I'm not like the obsessive follow around fan I couldn't even tell you their last names I have no idea I know the Edge and Bono <laughs> I don't think that's their full name <laughs> so that's my little thing about you too you so too. bring it on put them in Guitar Hero I'll listen while you play that'll be it I think they'll be in Rock Band actually but oh, right, that's, what I meant. that's what I meant um, so what, what have you got on the agenda because that's my stuff I have uh, The Sims 3 which I was edged out last week of talking about. Yeah, talk, talk about it. Somebody was talking about uh, some other little thing with a three in it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I will talk about it. Now, I've learned this morning, <clears throat> after you went to bed, or earlier today, whatever, several hours ago, I couldn't stop myself, of course, so I kept playing for several hours. And I'm a very rigid... I'm like, okay, differences between The Sims 3 and The Other Sims... Almost everything, okay? Almost everything. It works better, it looks better, you get more detail, you have lots more options in, in terms of like the textures and the quality of the graphics. So yeah, if you have kind of a shitty computer, I'm going to say you could run it, but you're going to have to turn everything down. On your laptop or whatever. Laptop, I don't think you're going to have any luck unless it's a good... They work on new, new laptops. New, but still not on high. But everything else has been tweaked and tuned. Um, first of all, if you're a Sims fan, you're going to want to know this. There's a money cheat, and it's mother load, just like Sims 2. This is where I think that the Sims How do you people, access that? You control and something? Uh, I have to put my fingers on the keyboard. Control, shift, C, right? And then the thing pops up and you type mother load, M-O-T-H-E-R-L-O-D-E. And then you get 50,000 simoleons. There are other money cheats, but that's the one I've... I've actually used it once when I started my first game, and then I started a new game, and once... And because it's easier to make money now, it's not like a big pain in the ass. You can grow a garden, which is, I'm learning about myself. I'm very rigid. I made me look like me, and I made you look like you. Really? And you know what happened is really shitty. I started doing athletics, and I got skinny. Now, I don't like that. I don't want to get skinny unless I tell it to. You need to pick up some donuts then. I'm going to. I'm going to today. I'm going to eat, 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 and see if I get fat again, because that's not right. I like looking at myself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing that'll happen. Um, You're... You know, you can change your body. It happens in real life. I've um, 
It does, but I like, I, I'm not skinny, so I don't want right. to watch. All I did was jog across town, and I come in the house, and I'm like, oh, what happened to my body? Half of it's gone. So that's kind of interesting, but I don't like it, um, unless I turn it on. Um, one fun thing, one particular fun thing is the gardening. Now, um, you can get really obsessed with it, which I have, and I spend most of my time trying to keep my garden alive. You have to water it. You have to talk to your plants. You have to pull the weeds. You get to harvest them. You can sell them. You get little challenges that pop up and say, so-and-so at the bistro would like the excellent condition tomatoes. So you have to make sure you grow some excellent condition tomatoes. You go there. It gives you some money. Your skills are much easier to develop. There's a lot more skills. You can do, you know, guitar, painting, cooking, um, crime. I guess some of them are the same, but there's a longer list. And when you go in the skills journal, it shows you everything you've done on that skill, like gardening, for example, is one of mine. Right? And then it explains to you how to become a master gardener. This is how many plants you need to plant. Become a, this gardener, and this is how many plants you have to grow perfect, and that kind of thing. It tells you a percentage of how many of your plants have failed. It's got lots of statistics in there for each skill. Everything. I have only focused on painting, cooking, and gardening so far. So, and I get kind of obsessed with that. The cooking, the cleaning, cook, not cleaning, cooking, gardening, cooking, gardening, cooking, gardening. Because my job is in a restaurant. You can also, like I have my job at a little bistro. You can say, you can go, at some point you can uh, buy into a partnership in that business. That will also give you like a thousand simoleons every period or whatever. Or you can buy the business. Now, at one point, I bought the restaurant that I work oh, in. I remember. But the game doesn't acknowledge that. You're still just an employee. It's oh. not like you've... It says, oh, you can run the restaurant, you can fire people, you can fire people, but there is no running of the restaurant. It's not like you go into the restaurant and all of a sudden, you're in it. You, you're always, you never go in your job. You can go to the building where you work and you're outside the oh, building. Oh, you're looking you at it from outside. Yeah, you don't go in it. Now, that's one thing that I understand. They've they've fully loaded the game up, so I, I can't ask for much more than that. But in the next version... I think expansion <laughs> packs might bring that. That would be awesome if you could say, I want to buy the science center so that I can go in the science center and perform experiments and um, whatever it is you do in that. Or I want to buy the add-on pack that is the... Uh, sheriff, the police department, so that I can go into the police department and I put criminals away or I do the paperwork, whatever it is. You know, that would be excellent add-ons because then you could just... Well, you, you know, know there's going to be add-ons. There's no, there's no... Yeah, it's doubt. just that that particular... I mean, I can't ask for more, really, unless I expect them to make this game so overwhelmingly... Like you can do literally anything. Yeah, if I want to run a restaurant. Now, I'm a very... In, this, in that world, I'm very detail-oriented. I'm not in life-life, but in there I am. I would obsess over every recipe and every ingredient and the customer happiness. And there are games like that. Yeah, but if they could put that in here or have Sims Restaurant or Sims Art. This is a weird one, right? You get to paint in the game, right? Paint portraits and stuff. There's an art gallery. And all over town, if you you zoom out on the map, and this time you can click on different things and you say, I want to go buy a book. I want to go buy my groceries. I want to go to the art gallery. I want to go to the park. And you can see yourself go there. You go down. You can walk there if you want. So you see the whole town. You see the whole map. You navigate through the map. The thing about the art gallery and other places have classes. Like you can go to the science center to learn how to fish. You can go to the this or that to learn how to write. That kind of stuff. The art gallery has no painting classes. I don't understand. Hmm. <laughs> but that's just another nitpicky thing. Um, oh, I can go on for hours. So I won't. But 
The gardening is an exceptional addition. I really enjoy it. I've worked my way up to planting a money tree. I've only made it so life. far. Yeah, apparently it will. If you don't take good care of it, it'll explode into a bunch of bills that you have to pay. Well, Just the, re- like real the repo man does come, and I have a lot of money, but I keep forgetting to pay the bill. You know, go to the mailbox. So the repo man comes with this weird laser gun and like, and they like take stuff out of your house. Now, I thought I was being clever, <clears throat> more clever than the EA Sims team. And I thought, oh, it warns you when he's coming. So I, I removed all the doors to my house, went into build mode and moved the doors. No, 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 no. He materializes in oh, your yeah. house. So, of course, they okay. know. They fall out. <laughs> they know, they know, they know. So, this funny, stuff like that's pretty funny. I think, um, and you can also, you get the wishes that come up. Like, I wish to garden, I wish to do this. And if you do them, you get these life points. And with those life points, you basically are buying cheats for the game. You buy um, steel bladder. high metal. Yeah, you can buy steel bladder. You can buy the clean one, which means that you don't get as dirty. You can buy the um, the one that makes friends with you easier. Like when you talk to somebody, they like you more. So you're buying them with not with money, but just as you go through the game and you do the things that pop up in your mind to do. Like uh, one that pops up in my mind a lot is woohoo with Paul, which is always really nice. So I will go jump in bed with you. I get about 500 life points, you know. So. Lost about a minute. <laughs> it's brief and not crappy. And that, see, in The Sims, there's rose petals flying and everybody's giggling. and It doesn't take very long, though. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about it. If, if your thing about The Sims is like me and building, 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 you know what? I've... I've, I, there's so much in this to do. Oh, there's also the whole thing about looking for stuff. You can go all over the whole map. And oh, like an seeds to Yeah, you can explore and find seeds to plant in your garden. Um, I went to the catacombs at the cemetery. You can say tour the catacombs. Well, again, you're only looking at the outside of the catacombs while your character goes inside. And a few minutes later, a message popped up that says, Your character, your sim is tired. There is a bench precariously placed on a ledge. Do you oh, want to sit down or do you want to go ahead? Well, I was like, well, crap, I don't want to, I don't know. So I went ahead. Now, what I think is, because outside of the catacomb is a plant that has a death flower planted on it, or that grows on it, if you get that death flower, and death can come for you anytime, like you could get electrocuted, you could die, and if you have the death flower, you give it to death and you stay alive. Huh. If you die, you can become a ghost. And I discovered last night, because you were in bed and I went to the cemetery, just out of curiosity to see if I can find any more moths flying around, you can collect butterflies, moths, beetles... Uh, diamonds, rubies, all this kind of stuff. What's the advantage of there collecting were, all those? Uh, you sell them for money, and I think that if you're in different careers, like if I were in the science career, I think the gems and stuff would come into that more. Um, I mean, the gardening, master there gardening is a lot career. More to it. My gardening is my life ambition, and yet I am a waitress, so I don't know. <laughs> oh no, now I'm a I'm a master chef now. I've worked my way up in that, but. Um, at the cat at the cemetery, I was walking around looking for some more thing. You can also like fish. Use different baits that you get from the store. If you use garlic as bait and fish at the cemetery, and you, have behind, you get a vampire fish. And then you can use your fish to... Can you mount the a vegans, fish vegans won't wall. appreciate this, but you can use um, steak and lobster and fish and cheese to fertilize your garden. That helps your plants grow better. It's pretty complicated when you, get, when you try to micromanage everything. But there are ghosts walking around the cemetery. You can interact with them. They're talking to you, but they're not making any noise. Some of them try to scare you. I don't know what the point of that is. Again, it may be a different career path. You might be more involved with the ghosts. I don't ghost know. Ghost hunter. You can become a ghost and still live your life. So, 
you know. So there isn't an end, really. Um, I turned aging off, because you can turn aging off and on easily now. There's, you don't have to do a cheat to do it, so that my life will just go on indefinitely. Or you can say, I only want to live 15 days, and say you want to see what you can accomplish in that time and then die. You can put it up to 960 days. I don't know how long that so is. So it's really sandboxy, like, just lets you do what you want, basically. Yeah, so what I'm doing, my objective now is... Um, I've already adjusted my house and all that kind of stuff. I've bought stuff. And it'll tell you along the way, buy a painting worth $500 to make you happier. My, your sim wants to have a new television, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but mine is to get all of my skills up and then try out all the different careers. Right now I'm just doing the culinary career. And I'm pretty much at the top of that one. But I want to max out all my skills, which is like athletic and guitar, writing, uh there's like the handyman thing where you tinker. You can tinker with everything now. You can tinker with your washing machine, your stove. You can make them unbreakable. You can make them like your shower and your tub and your toilet and your sinks. You can make them that they never get dirty. But you have to tinker and build. Can we do that in real life? If I say all this, I sound like I'm a crazy person. But if you're a Sims person, you totally get it. And I can spend. And this mixed with Plants vs. Zombies, it's like I'm. Um, I you know I can't have a life. <laughs> You do play them a lot. But that's fine. If you like them, you like them. In fact, the other day you turned around and said, um, do you have The Sims and Plants vs. Zombies in two different windows on your computer? Yeah, and I you said, did. yes, I do. <laughs> I've got my Sim living her life over here because The Sims will continue if the window is not highlighted. Plants vs. Zombies will not. So I open The Sims in a window, which you can do really easily now, too. It's in the options game. I set it, tell them a bunch of stuff to do, let them live. And I've got Plants vs. Zombies over here where I'm... Getting money and, and trying to get... <laughs> nice. Um, you would think I'd have other productive things to do in life. And at the same time, what do I have laying right here? My drawing pad. Yeah. So I'm like drawing a picture. <laughs> reading my emails. Playing two games. So um, that's Sims 3. I just want to mention one more thing before you mention what's for dinner. Um, one versus 100. Oh, yeah. That's tell, tell everybody about that one. One versus 100 is uh, Xbox Live um, Live game show that you play. It's all digital. You don't see any real people, but you're playing with real people. And it's Avatars. Like, yeah. Whatever. Cartoon versions of people. Is that an avatar? I guess it is. And um, it's just trivia questions. And it's It's based well, on the TV it's show. It's a beta right now, so. Based on the TV show 1 vs. 100. That's a big hit all around the world. But it's uh, the most interesting thing is there is a live host. Yep. Which doesn't always work, but last night it actually worked the entire time. Oh, good. So I think they get into the bottom of that. So he talks. If you're doing really well, your name will get mentioned. It's it right now. It's it. still in the beta, so no, there are no prizes except you're getting entries into some kind of lottery to win a television. The more you play, or the more car. entries. Or a car. Now, when it goes live, live for real, no longer beta. I mean, it's live. You, anybody can join if you've got Xbox Gold, right? Yeah. Now your speculation is they will make you pay for it in the future, which I had to bring out the bull word again I think because so. that's crap. Just the wording on the website. Because it's advertising. Let's not forget, while you're playing, there yeah. are movie not trailers. Songs. It's not ridiculous. No, no. It? No. In fact, it's... I don't... We saw the Transformers 2 trailer like five times in a row the other night in between rounds, but it, it's It doesn't so like come fill up your screen or anything. It's kind of in the background. It shows you the stadium with all the people, and you can do your little gestures and be funny. And the questions are pretty varied and interesting. One night it was just about video gaming, so you like that. I did really There's well. There's endless potential for that. You could have a culinary night. You Next could have week a is sports night. he said, she said night, where the questions are like... Man and Mormon. Yeah, like we asked fifty, we asked oh, five right. million women this question, and then you would have to predict Guess what, what they said. Right? 
So it sounds that sounds new. And it works seamlessly. I mean, I don't know. You said a lot of people complain they can't get in. You sit your butt down, you log in, and you're in. You just enter, enter, it, enter. I like how seamless it is, as in you don't really download anything. It kind of just does it in the background. Right? It says, like, hey, yeah. and then, then you're done, and you just press play, and you're playing. And it lasts about two hours, generally. Um, and considering it's a beta... I think it's worked They're really They're in 30-minute well. chunks, so for 30 minutes you play 40 questions. Well, that's the extended play. Oh, the extended play, yeah. That's the, that's another one. There's no 1 versus 100. It's just questions, and you're trying to rank and answer the most correctly. And you have your... We can we always have a little group that we... Team that we stick together, and you see how you rank in there and how you rank in the whole thing. And it's on most nights of the week. Well, uh, one thing I have to mention this week, if you're an Xbox Live fan, um, all of Tuesday for 24 hours, uh, there is no Xbox Live. They're turning it off. Oh, my. That'd be weird. That never goes on well, does it? No. It never lasts just 24 hours. But apparently it's the entire day of Tuesday, so don't think you're going to be buying your games on Tuesday and coming home and playing them on live, because you're not. Because them games that come out on Tuesday, Ghostbusters and Guitar Hero Smash Hits, you're not playing them on live. So... They they should have uh, coordinated that a little better. Really, shouldn't they? they should have turned it off. <laughs> because on if you're Wednesday. thinking, oh, I'll go buy that. Oh crap, they're off. I'll go buy it next week. You might not go buy it next week. You might exactly. not. You know. So that's um, what's for dinner. We're either gonna have corn balls. I've got to say corn. Q U O R N. It's a meat substitute thing. Is possibly one of the best things ever invented, <laughs> and I'm not. Um, exaggerating. No, if I went, and you're also not an anti-meat person, told. if I went and bought you a steak right now, you'd eat it in, a, in an instant. It's not like you're anti-meat. It's just that I'm trying to find variety, first of all, in food, because it's got a little boring in my life, and things that have less fat, more protein, and that taste good, which is not always the great thing. And these are, if Amazing. you like... The frozen processed meatballs that are beef and pork or whatever. They're better than those. Oh, yeah, they're totally right. Now, they're not like a homemade meatball. But they're totally like if you buy frozen meatballs or if you like meatballs in a restaurant. All right, let me say this right. If you like McDonald's chicken nuggets, the corn chicken nuggets that you bought, if you wouldn't have told me what they were, I would have sworn they were those. In fact, the first few bites of each time we have a different corn product, you say, this is meat. Yeah. I know it's meat. It has I mean, to be I, meat. I, I, I hate <laughs> tofu and stuff. And this isn't tofu. It, we won't say what it is because it might put you off, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to put people off right there. But, no, it's not bad for you. It's good for you. No, anyway. no. Um, well, for some people. Yeah. It's got a lot of gluten in it. It's got a lot of, you know, I'm telling you, if, you, if you've ever tried meatless things like tofu and stuff, where they say, this this will be just like meat, and it never is. This actually is. It really and there's is. no doubt about it. Uh, the chicken, well, the corn cutlets that you mm-hmm. got. I had one of those on a um, sub sandwich with some onions Mm-hmm. And uh, some brown HP sauce. And again, you're not, a, you're not a health freak. I put cheese on it and it was no, really good. No, and it didn't need cheese, but I'm saying it seriously to- It seriously tasted like a, a chicken Subway sandwich. I chopped it up in little bits and made like you know, a the chicken, chicken salad out yeah, of it. Yeah, the chicken teriyaki uh, Subway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally like it's that. It's exactly like that. It's like a processed chicken breast. Now that yeah. doesn't mean processed as in, it's just like, you know, a processed chicken breast. We're not we're not sponsored by Quan no. or anything, but and uh, you know you have to look it up, and it's not for everybody. It has products in it that some people are allergic to. It's not vegan. It's vegetarian, but it's not vegan. It's got some egg product and some dairy casein or something in it. Um, it's good for you though. It's, it's yeah. well, it's going to be better for you than meat. Let's say that it's not going to fill your intestine with it, right? But if you're you know anti gluten, 
avoid it or be prepared. But be prepared if you do. Yeah, if try. you just want to try some meat substitute. But try the corn, either chicken nugget things. What are they called? Just corn chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Chicken or, as in C-H-I-K. Yeah, because it's obviously not chicken. In. So try the corn chicken nuggets or the corn um, chicken cutlets. If you want to try... Or the meatball. The, we haven't tried the um, crumbles yet. Yeah, we tried the meatball. Uh, crumbles, I'm never really into that. I don't even but like see, meat crumbles. See, you always say that. What I'm saying is I don't even like... Well, you meat. like tacos, Ritos. Yeah, I guess spaghetti, you could make a taco out of it. Chili. All those kinds of things that right. could go in. So that's uh, corn. Products. So if corn people are listening. Send us... Uh, <laughs> We've just licked up your ass so far. We deserve a couple free boxes. It's not cheap. So uh, let's... Uh, put a uh, fork in this and say it's done <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the podcast uh, I want to remind you about our websites ascully.com sitar.com twitter.com slash ascully we didn't actually say what we're having for dinner but you're going to be having some corn meatballs or tuna right okay <laughs> so twitter.com slash ascully uh, twitter.com slash sitar facebook.com slash ascully facebook.com slash sidtalk finally there's our brand new facebook pages so now you can actually find us instead of it being facebook.com slash user id 19274 <laughs> we actually have we're looking up our real names our pages um so yeah now you can find us on facebook easily it's just well, you gotta join and you gotta be my friend and you're not gonna be my friend no i mean but... you can find our profile page on even if you're not our friend on facebook you go to Facebook.com slash Scully and it will have our profile page and then it will say add as a friend and yeah. we have to recommend yeah. But I mean, if you want to see our page, you can see it now. True. Instead of us saying 87245679 equals profile ID. Something. So we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have websites. A Scully and Sid Talk. C-I-D-T-A-L-K. We also have this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, and we have an RSS feed. If you go to ascully.com and click on the word podcast in the top corner can listen to all 74 podcasts a bit of advice when you do it through there you have to wait for it to do its thing it won't start playing automatically oh it depends which one you use if you use the one i have two different ones if you if you go to that page where it says podcast and at the very top there's a link that says show archives if you click that show archives link you can listen to them immediately oh okay but if you click the embedded thing that does take okay i would say then Maybe you should take one of that off because that's why I go automatically. I possibly will at some point. Where all the pictures are, just, and then and, and you do have to wait for it to load. Now some places and you don't if you just use or if you go to the front page and just click my little player on any of the news stories. That, or you just go to the you just do a search for podcasts and they'll all come up anyway in individual sure. with the little. If you see the little player and press it, it's immediate that one. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Uh, you can email us ascully at com. Uh, don't email sidtalk at sidtalk.com. and you can uh, particularly not this week because you had me start over with my junk filter and it's a big friggin' yeah. mess <laughs> nice um, and I'll probably have something to say about the Wii Motion Plus next week because I just got one great which is an interesting little gadget that adds on to the Wii which we'll talk about next week great um, but um, stay classy, everybody on Revolutionary Road. <laughs> and I'm going to say, once again, think for yourself. Or someone probably is already doing it for you. <laughs>